Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Lawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Um, welcome along to History Box, part two of um, Elvis meets Nixon, or Nixon meets Elvis. I'm not sure which what the billing should be, who the most important part of it is. Um, Who's the headliner? It's definitely Elvis. Of course it's Elvis. I mean, anyone else meets Nixon and you're like, "Mm, quite interesting, but I don't know if Mm. I've got the time to look further into this. Elvis meets almost anyone and you're like, I'm listening. And as we said last time, it's the most requested photograph in the entire US National Archives. It's the most popular image in American history, quite rightly. Um, It reminds me a bit of the picture that I've got of me with Al Gore. I mean, right. I'm not yeah. saying it's the same quite as auspicious, mm. but it's, there's a similar vibes to it, mm-hmm. you know, because what you've got is Two you've men got and like a well-respected senior US politician meeting someone who is a beloved figure of the youth. As right? well as that's, a, that's one of the more serious journalists in, that's in the country. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like Elvis, he was popular on a sort of pop culture level. Mm. But he was also regarded with great credibility as, as a musician. Yeah. And that's like me with like I've got great credibility as a journalist, but also, you know, back in those days when I had the hair, all the all the teeny boppers loved me too. The, right? Yeah, you were the teeny and boppers' favourite, yeah. Al Gore knew this. So it was like a crossover opportunity for him. Yeah. You know. It was kinda of like he was thinking this works for both of us. Yeah. For different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to go back to Elvis's costume, which we looked at in the last episode. We didn't mention... We mentioned his belt, which, of course, featured... Uh, it commemorated a world record of live shows at a hotel in Vegas, the International Hotel. It doesn't seem something that, you you know, would be worth getting a, a boxer's belt for, but he has. But there's, there's other jewellery as well. He's got his um, huge Harry Hill collared shirt, which is open, open-necked, and there is a rectangular medallion around his neck. I don't know what's on it. It looks a little bit like the Jim will fix it badge, but kind of turned on its yeah. side. Mm. Um, and that's against his skin. But then further down, over the shirt itself, is another medallion with a big fucking gold rope chain uh, with something dangling off the bottom of it. So there's there's no shortage of jewellery on Elvis. On the other hand, Nixon is just wearing what looks like a Stars and Stripes pin badge. Um, <laughs> which might be his concession for towards rock and roll I don't know um, Elvis of course is wearing a purple um, cape coat he's got one hand grasping Nixon's hand <clears throat> and his other hand looks like it's down by his side um, Nixon's doing the same but you can't see Nixon's hand I thought at first Elvis's hand might be in his pocket which would be brilliant but it's not he's kept it out of his pocket out of respect for the president um and we're looking at an article on time.com Elvis President Nixon uh, by Olivia B. Waxman 
and um, this photograph was taken 12.30pm on December the 21st 1970 which is of course just by well, December the 21st I don't know about you Andy but I'm really in like Christmas wind you're down mode you're in Christmas mode. mode aren't you you're looking to see when the the Christmas Charlie Brown is going to be on yeah I'm I'm fucking I'm licking my thumb in order to leaf frantically through the TV times yeah right? with a with a pen a red biro probably in one hand circling all the shit that I want to see right you probably won't watch and it, and it'll, and it, and the best programs start kicking in on the twenty first. One thing I'm not looking to do is travel to another part of the country. No, no matter who it is, you're going to meet. No, I mean you know maybe when my grandparents were alive, you might have thought, well, I might be travelling. I didn't have far to go, but I had to sort of leave. Cent- I had to leave London, but that's as far as I go. But now, once your grandparents are dead, well, you've got no reason to ever leave the house. <laughs> I mean, what? the 21st is generally the time when people are leaving wherever it is they live and work and going back to family. The the, the mm. travel network is chaotic oh, around yeah. that time of the year. But, of course, Elvis has got his private plane, so that's I've not an issue for I've got the Memphis him. jet. All he's got to worry about is air traffic control. Um, And it says uh, both men were at the top of their careers at this point. Um... Presley was in the middle of a successful comeback selling out shows in Las Vegas which of course he, he won the, the special belt for and had just been nominated as one of the country's 10 outstanding young men by the United States Junior Chamber an award he was particularly proud to have received I'd like to know who the other 9 were in that list of 10 I don't know if that's searchable I don't know oh my god there's a big a big blog post about this thing Oh, this is all about the uh, Outstanding Men Award. Well, maybe let's do that at a different time. Um, Nixon, meanwhile, had not yet been tainted by Watergate, was experiencing a wave of popularity for vowing to get America out of Vietnam and to desegregate schools. Those two, when I read that, I mean, if anyone heard the previous episode of this, it might have sounded like uh, I was almost becoming quite a big Nixon apologist. I wasn't. All I was saying was is that comparing to the politicians of today, particularly Trump and Johnson, and the shit he did is not... I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't... I don't think it was as bad or as flagrant as mm. the shit that mainstream politicians get up to say and get away with. Well, that's it, but, yeah. Or, but when I read that about Nixon's popularity being high, you sort of think, hang on a minute, this sounds all right, really. Get out of Vietnam and desegregate schools... I'd fucking vote for that if I was voting in America in 1970. It's quite quite forward-thinking and liberal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to him. Of course he didn't get out of Vietnam. Who who was his predecessor, (laughs) he was fucking bang into the whole Vietnam thing. Yeah. Well, Nixon was as well until he realised it was going tits up and it just took so long to get out. It was the old uh, military-industrial complex, wasn't it? like Eisenhower warned them about that's what got them in there and a lot of people might say this is a bit weird because Kennedy of course was not really feeling Vietnam right he wanted to withdraw a lot of American troops suddenly he shot dead in mysterious circumstances in comes his vice president LBJ and then LBJ continues the war with great gusto and plows billions more dollars of state money, of federal funds, into the arms industry. 
you've got to wonder who stood to gain in the assassination of JFK yeah and who were who was their front man who was their operative I'm not saying LBJ had him shot but I'm saying it does look a bit iffy and then Nixon comes in and he's like no we'll, we'll get out so LBJ was the only one who was fucking full time yeah let's have a war Vietnam by yeah. the way if anyone's listening and they know loads more about Vietnam and LBJ's period in power than I do don't get in touch oh, I mean God, what I'm saying is based on very scant knowledge well I, I have watched the 10 part uh, series The Vietnam War uh, by Ken Burns I've yeah. got the Blu-ray I've watched it I don't remember very much about it a lot of <laughs> stuff that I watch goes in one eye comes out the ear yeah out your um, arse uh, straight out of my arse will drop straight out of my arse um, mm. but I like to be able to say that I have at least been in the same room as it when it's been on and um, what's your so, verdict on LBJ did he kill JFK <laughs> Yes, or, it's a simple yes or no. I will I, only I, accept I, a yes or no. Yes, yes, yes. But there, it was well, more there you about, have it, ladies and gentlemen. It was more about, for me, the triumph of the three-letter initial um, yeah. in the history books. He wanted They've LBJ, since, haven't they? He wanted LBJ to be a bigger, uh, bigger deal in history than GFK. So it was yeah. just all about that, for me, anyway. Um, and then so, you had FDR, Franklin D. You Roosevelt. Had FDR, yeah. There's a fucking. I think Eisenhower was just Eisenhower. Mm. Um, but yeah, they had a run of them, and it's great. And we've never had one here, have we? Which record there was Sir Alec was Douglas Home. He was Sir Alec Douglas Home was quite a brief prime minister in the 1950s, and they missed the trick because they should have called him Sah. That would have sounded pretty good, but that's the only yeah. one that in, yeah. in modern times that we could have had. Yeah, but if you use initials and it can it can then be pronounced like um, a syllable, a single syllable like VAR, mm. it loses its power. It's got to yeah, be something true. like Star. JFK, which is yeah. or FDR, yeah. which is Fudur. And once you can make it into a syllable itself, it loses its power. But what record label was Elvis signed to? It was, of course, RCA. So there's another initial. It all starts to fit yeah. together now for me. Yeah, RCA sent Elvis in to meet Nixon and maybe persuade him to adopt a middle name yeah he must have added a middle name must have he did what was it again I'm, again I'm reaching for Google, for Google and Wikipedia Richard of course fucking Millhouse wasn't it ah uh, that's who Millhouse is named after uh, yeah yeah Richard so Millhouse so he was Nixon. RMN yeah it doesn't RMN. chip off the tongue you can see why yeah. I wouldn't have gone for it that's just never going to work well, RMN I think he, is he it he tried to keep the Millhouse thing under wraps I don't think he was very proud of it yeah but uh, yeah um, what were we talking about I can't remember so yeah Elvis showed up it says why did the king want to meet the president he showed up decked out in a purple velvet suit a gold belt and as you mentioned before a cold 45 pistol yeah <laughs> he's, he's come packing heat uh, and bearing a personal letter to the president which we looked at last time um, one of the main lines which is mentioned in this Time article I have done an in-depth study of drug abuse and communist brainwashing techniques I'm right in the middle of the whole thing where I can and will do the most good he wrote which noted that uh, young people see them as one of as one of them they see him as one of them even though he was 35 and off his face on drugs and sandwiches yeah um, oh yeah he was bullshitting Nixon saying that he totally had a way in whereas by this stage all the people at fucking Elsie's gigs were housewives 
and yeah. weird old rednecks probably I, as I, well. They, they were tourists, weren't they? Because he was playing Vegas. It was just yeah, it's a bunch of people. They get stuck into the fucking buffet and then they go and see Elvis, which is fine. Like you know, I've seen. Listen, mate, I went to see fucking Earth, Wind, and Fire in Vegas. I mean, Brilliant. that takes some beating, doesn't it? Earth, yeah. Wind, and Fire at Caesar's Palace. Fucking Fuck hell. me. Um, so I'm not knocking people who go to see gigs in Vegas, but Elvis, that is bullshit that you've got yeah. a fucking that you're that you're tuned in to the kids and yeah, can influence a, them. Yeah, a Vegas residency doesn't shout that you're uh, at the top of your game. Um, although Adele was going to do one, wasn't she? And then she pulled out because it wasn't ready. She yeah. had a Vegas residency lined up, but I mean, Elton John's done one. Um, it's fine yeah, to do. Britney's done one. Britney's done I've one. I've got That's a feeling right, even yeah. Prince did one. Hmm. Don't know about that. Prince. Vegas. Not sure. There's a Prince Nothing tribute show up. on in Vegas. Well, let's go to go. that. Tribute to his legacy. Prince tribute artist Jason Tenner. One of the longest running productions on the Las Vegas Strip. I've been to Vegas um, a couple of times and I basically the the my general verdict is I hate it. It's yeah. horrible. It's the opposite of the just rest lifestyle. It represents yeah. everything this podcast isn't, right? Mm. Having said that, the West Ham podcast that I listen to, um the main one I listen to which isn't my own. It's uh, another one that's more popular than mine. <laughs> I'm an enthusiastic <laughs> fan of. You listen to the <laughs> reference. And I always praise it on my own podcast, which has <laughs> much fewer listeners. Um, but they, they, they're like, they've got a big patron community and all the rest of it. They fucking go to Vegas every year and what, do one of their live shows in Vegas and sell loads of tickets. What? And it's just a West Ham fan podcast. What? Why were yeah. you doing that? That's what I fucking thought. But we'd <laughs> do it somewhere nicer like Mallorca up in the mountains. <laughs> If you can get people to go all the way to fucking Vegas, it'd be easy for us to say, come to fucking North Mallorca to a small yeah. village. Eat some tapas. Well, where do you want to go? Like New York? Somewhere like that? Yeah, New what York we do could one? do it. Yeah, because what they do is they take the attitude of, I think that they get the costs covered by the tickets they sell when they're yeah. there. And yeah, then anything else for, is a bonus. For, yeah, it's free holiday. Isn't and it? it's a fucking laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll do that. I mean, there's a blessing. There was a lovely, lovely fan listener got in touch last week on Twitter and asked us to come to the main theatre in Sirencester. Mm. Um, oh, my brother and, lives near there. Yeah, and he, and he said, you know, we've had the likes of Jack D. Um, mm. And who else did he say? It might have been Joe Lysett, one or two other comedians of note. And as yeah. I, I, I just said, mate, look, we're, we're not on that level. I'm yeah. sure they can do good business in Sirencester, but we're we're lucky to get 50 people in in somewhere like Birmingham. Yeah. So, Sirencester would probably get seven, eight through the door. I mean, I my brother, I've got a brother and a cousin and an aunt who they'd are in come. that vicinity. I don't even know if they would. I'm pretty well, sure my brother well, wouldn't. If they did, they'd want guest list. So I mean, my, you know. yeah, exactly. He's not fucking paying. I mean, we're talking about no. Cass here. He's he, half the reason he moved to the country was because I'd ruined his reputation on this podcast in London so <laughs> badly. Up to him. <laughs> he just needed to fucking get out of town. He's, he's re- like Peter Purvis. He's retired from public life. Jalapeño. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jalapeño. He got a text from, uh, let me work this out, a friend of his daughter's, right? right? Who's in her 20s. And she said, hi, Cass, does your brother have a podcast? And yeah. he just went, oh, uh, and straight away, he said, when I saw the text, my heart sunk. He said, I was having a good day. And I had, I had this text from one of my daughter's friends. I've been having a good day up he, until then. He said, I've been having a good day. And then when I just see the words, does your brother have a podcast? I was thinking, oh, fucking hell, what's this about, right? And he went, yes, why? And he went, I just fucking thought, I know what it's going to be, right? It's going to be some fucking horrible story about me, like to do with falling asleep in a nunnery or something. Yeah. And uh, she just went, oh, I'm actually at a big birthday weekend bash in Hull with a bunch of people I knew from uni and they're talking about podcasts and they all started talking about this podcast called Top Flight Time Machine <laughs> and the name Delaney came up and I said I know Delaney and they said is his name Sam and they went and she went no his name's Cass and they all went <laughs> <laughs> and she said to oh, my brother man. I don't know this girl she said to my brother just so you know, if ever you need any accommodating in Hull, all of these people would be happy to welcome you. That's him. He's fucking getting Just benefits him. in Hull. He doesn't even do the fucking thing. Well, see, yeah, he fucking hates it. If he had half a chance, he'd shut us down, mate. Well, that's what I'm thinking. At some point, legal action will be taken by someone who's, who's, who's been well, mentioned in this podcast. Well, he's done a law degree now. That's, he's yeah, just he diversifying from making adverts into doing law. He could and shut he, us down he, in half an hour. He, he, he probably could and I, he wouldn't hesitate to so that's why I would be a little bit nervous going to Sirencester because he might yeah. turn up and try and pull a stunt on us whereas on the <laughs> other hand Hull seems like very viable I think we could do, do I, think, I, think, I think we'd be much more likely to do numbers in Hull than Sirencester yeah. for, for numerous reasons I'll book a venue <laughs> but New York's a thing if any of you are in New York City or somewhere that's you know reasonable for you to travel from so you know, Washington's only a mm. short train ride. Uh, maybe other areas of New York State. Um, would you be up for it? Because I'd like to go and visit my sister. She actually has guest quarters now, which we could both stay in for free if Wee. we wanted to. And uh, yeah, what, and so bunk like, beds or something. Yeah, I think there's enough. I think I don't think we'd have to share a bed like Morecambe and Wise, <laughs> but you know, if we do, we do. <laughs> we'll do a podcast from it if we do. Yeah. So we could stay at hers, mm. um, and yeah, if you you know, I I reckon I know a good like dozen people in New York who would probably come, but yeah, few of them would, yeah. few of them would pay. Um, yeah, that's the trouble. But isn't what it? we need is genuine on the ground counters. We'll probably have to mention this on our free to air show later in the week in order to maximise our opportunity. And we're we're kind of developing a new 
style of live show which is a lot looser let's say than the yeah, ones if you're we've in done Sunderland, before, you'll know what I'm we, talking about. We, we, we tried out in Sunderland, but needs a bit of polishing. You well, know that lady who who was very, what shall I say, vocal? enthusiastic and vocal <laughs> yeah. at our Sunderland yeah. show. As she got in touch with us actually and apologised, which there was no need for her to do. I I was quite grateful for all of her engagement. I mean, it gave us something to do. We had God knows we hadn't turned up with any material. Oh, she got um, in touch, did she? Yeah, she sent us an email I just saying that. sorry. I sorry that I was. Um, Oh, no, I did. Like, I did see. I think I replied to her and said, "No, yeah. no, you enhanced the show." Yeah, she did. Um, anyway, I just—if she's listening, it'd be good to know she was a. I know her husband's a, a big fan of the podcast. Yeah. I think she's an occasional listener. Um, yeah. If if you are listening, sorry that I've forgotten both your names. We would probably need her to join us for that very reason. Her. Is As that she sort of actor. provides a lot of material? Yeah, she's not IFS, so she won't hear this. All oh, right, so she couldn't afford IFS. <clears throat> She'll hear it nine months from now, by which time we've fully done the shows. We'll have been to New York and back, yeah. Yeah, of course we will. So, um, yeah, Elvis was um, nominated as one of the country's top ten outstanding young men. Uh, Nixon, um, oh, I've done that bit. Um, Elvis's letter uh, said, noted that young people see him as one of them, thus making him the perfect person to help fight the war on illegal drugs. I would love to meet you just to say hello if you're not too busy. Um, and Presley, who was a collector of police badges. So that that's what's at the heart of this. And he mentions it. That the crux of the letter is, I want to be a federal agent. He doesn't at mention large. the badge. I don't think a federal agent at large, yeah. yeah. He doesn't mention the badge, I don't think, in the letter. But obviously, you're not going to become an agent without getting a badge. And it, yeah. it's, it's all about improving his collection of badges. That's what this yeah. whole thing is about. And he's thinking, about. how can I get the best badge what is the top I've got to badge? go straight to the president. I've got to go straight to the president. Yeah. He could get any badge made up. He's probably he probably got one of those there badge making machines right there <laughs> in the Oval Office. <laughs> he yeah. can press any badge he wants. He's got the legal right. And I'll and he's like, I'll, I'll wear my big belt, show him the best badge anyone's ever fucking seen. <laughs> then he'll know I mean business. He won't be able to pop me up with one of those button badges. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of those ones that doesn't even have a pin in the back it's just a little clip you put over the top a of your t-shirt clip around the back you look terrible I stuck it I accidentally stabbed myself in the chest <laughs> it was just a little stab but it stung <clears throat> so yeah this is all about his badge collection it's like trying to get the most rare um, football panini team club badge shiny isn't it yeah a shiny this is the this is the ultimate for him um, oh and this is uh, along comes Priscilla Presley Elvis's then wife yeah she wrote in her memoir Elvis and me here's the here's the words of Priscilla Presley um, a voice of reason and sanity in among all of this I think <laughs> yeah. which is good she says the knock badge represented some kind of ultimate power to him <laughs> all I want Priscilla <laughs> listen to me little lady all I want is ultimate power. Oh, I'm a simple power. man. I'm just a farm boy from Memphis, and all I ever wanted was ultimate power. And oh, I sing, believe sing, with the correct badge, I will achieve that. <laughs> she said, and there again, it's not just about the badge and acquiring the the rarest badge. She 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 kneels it here. She says, uh, with the federal narcotics badge, he believed he could legally enter any country, both wearing guns. And carrying any drugs he wished. 
Ah, oh, so that's what it was. But He's the thing like, is, if I'm going to tour the world, I need yeah. guns and drugs with me at all times, which is a logistical nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just be able to wave myself through through customs. But he, he yeah. rarely travelled. He only. Well, maybe came, that's um, the reason. The UK once he touched down in Scotland on his way to Germany, I think. Well, that was it. He never. Yeah, he never I, went I, on Parkinson I, or anything. I, didn't do any. Never. Never in the UK. No, the brief touchdown in Scotland. I don't know. Where else? It's Hawaii, Hawaii's America, so that doesn't count as going yeah. abroad. Um, and obviously, he did all the films in America, and then in the 70s, it was Vegas residency, so I don't know where he ever travelled to. He might not have, not have left America, other than being in the he army. Was, he was scared to be in... Uh... Perhaps he he this sang was... quite a lot of songs in German, didn't he? It's quite nice when you hear Elvis singing in German. Yeah, yeah, soothing. Yeah, it He's, is, isn't um, it? It's like when the Beatles sing in German. I find that quite um, yeah. soothing as well. Yeah. Funny, because you think of it as quite an aggressive, spiky language. But mm. actually, when it's being sung, it's quite pleasant. Maybe he's thinking that he's wanting to try and break away from Colonel Tom and that the yeah. idea of foreign travel um, would, would be one of the benefits of doing that. So if he gets this badge, then he can go abroad with his drugs and his guns. And get away from the grip of Colonel uh, Tom and visit I these faraway lands. I need my guns and I need my fool's gold sandwich. And what I don't need is Colonel Tom they, dragging me down. Are they legal? Are they? Are you allowed to carry them from across the borders? What the, the fool's golds? Gold? No, because it's a perishable. Yeah, exactly. Um, All he could do is sort the ingredients when he arrives. About, oh, there's a new film coming out about Elvis by Baz Luhrmann. Right who, of course, right. has made films such as Moulin Rouge and mm. um, Romeo and Juliet and uh, The Great Gatsby. And all of his films are sort of quite camp, but very fabulous. Like, they're mm. extremely glittery and shiny and beautifully art-directed and kind of visually they're very over-the-top, but I think in I think they're incredible. And so yeah. it's a really interesting person to make a film about Elvis because Elvis really is the ultimate camp icon isn't he I mean was anyone yeah. more camp than Elvis you know especially yeah. in his Vegas years and so Baz Luhrmann doing it is incredible and Colonel Tom Parker is going to be played by Tom Hanks oh wow yeah and I saw the trailer and he uh, Tom Hanks wears a fat mask in it oh yeah you said this yeah you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago I still haven't checked it yeah. out I'll have to have a look yeah it's, a, it's an unknown play in Elvis or oh, to me it's unknown that doesn't mean right. much I'm not really I'm not really tuned into the Hollywood scene but it's certainly no one I, I recognised <laughs> I know what films I like Elin comedies mostly I, I, I'm the same we could add that to our Twitter bio not really tuned into the Hollywood scene <laughs> but enthusiastic all the same that's how I describe myself <laughs> oh man I'm game for anything I'll watch anything I'm not I'm by no means an expert but uh, yeah, if I've got a spare couple of hours, I don't mind watching a flick. I won't watch anything. I'll give I'll give anything fifteen minutes. I'll say that, and I'll decide pretty much after fifteen minutes whether it's any good or not. Oh man, talking of like bad films, like like I uh, I think I've said before, right? I am not a porn enthusiast. I don't. I'm not judgmental no. about people who watch porn. I know everyone's into it these days, so it's not a moral stance. I just kind of it doesn't do it for me and not really a not really a big fan. No. Uh but when you try to do you quite often try and get an illegal stream to watch the football on on the internet? I don't know if they do them for League no. Two games or I not. I haven't done that for quite a while. 
League One games. Sorry. Well, the I do it most weeks, right? Yeah. For West Ham, if they're away, and I haven't got a very rarely get to an away game these days, so I do it. So yesterday we were doing it. Um, me and my mate to watch last day of the season versus Brighton and we were with Len and I can't tell you mate you go on these fucking illegal stream links and it is non-stop porno pop-up windows oh my god so the link comes and you know they do those tricks so a link comes yeah. you click on the link but if you click slightly on the wrong part of the link yeah, it takes yeah. you to another site right and now, there's an very X there often, you think it's going to close the box there but it doesn't it just opens up more oh, and it says click here to mute to, to turn on sound so you go oh, yeah, yeah I want to turn on the sound ah yeah. it doesn't turn more on the sound porn. it's taken me to another process site yeah. right oh, and basically usually it says well I, I've just realised what I'm saying sounds like the most elaborate fucking like cover story ever usually but it's not it really happened I've got a witness but the um, usually it's just like it'll pop up and it'll be you know a scantily clad woman and it'll say mm. housewives want sex in your area tonight mm. right yesterday we clicked on something and there was literally a willy going in a vagina in oh out in out and thank god Sunday my afternoon. Son- Thank God my son didn't see it because he was looking at his phone and had his like back to the screen at the time. But he could have done. And now I'm like, I'm not sure I can do this illegal stream thing anymore because they're taking it more and more extreme. I mean, yeah. you know, housewives in your area is one thing, mm. but this was a willy in a fanny, mate. And yeah, I don't need and that in and my and family home no. on a Sunday afternoon. The Lord's dear. I was shocked to my core. Even my mate, who is an animal right <laughs> I mean he, he is an animal right yeah. nothing he, he's just the sort of man that nothing makes him shocked because mm. he's done so many awful things and even he raised an eyebrow and went oh fucking hell that's not on is it mm. and I thought well that's we know we're pill. in trouble now right <laughs> that's the equivalent of someone clutching their pearls and fainting yeah. and then to get out the fucking yeah, he, salts he, he, he came over a bit Mary Whitehouse but yeah the smelling salts so. yeah Oh, it's disgusting, no. mate. The stream situation is no. a disaster. You just, well, you basically, you cannot see it with kids. But like I say, mm. even if there hadn't been kids or anyone around, I still would have found it distressing because yeah. I do not want to see surprise Willie and Fanny. Yeah. I, I, I believe other options are available. I'll talk to you off air about. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Other yeah. options that yeah. I might have heard of, yeah. you know, overheard on, let's say, public transport or something like that. Um we'll leave it there because we're just about at the point where it says there's no transcript of this meeting but there was a memo written by a member of President Nixon's staff and I have the memo in full and we will go through that in the next episode of this history box (laughs) thank you very much for listening (laughs) goodbye goodbye little ladies and gents For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.